this is Erin Woodruff, and you're listening to the Time is on Your Side podcast, episode 25. Hello, hello. We are officially in the last quarter of 2022. That is just wild. Hopefully you all had a good weekend and welcome back to a new week. Honestly, I can't even believe that today is the 25th episode of the podcast. Personally, I have had so much fun. It's been a great learning experience for me, and I do think my podcasting skills have gotten a little bit better, and hopefully you think so too. Thank you so much for being a faithful listener and listening to today's episode. I would really appreciate it if you could go rate and review this podcast, give it five stars. It just, I don't get anything from it. It just helps other people find the podcast. And I would like to reach as many people as I possibly can with my message about time, time management, mindset work, communication, which is what we're going to talk about today. And it makes it so much easier for me to reach more people when you share and when you rate the podcast. So I would really, really appreciate that. Something that's been on my mind a lot, a lot is communication and how it plays into time management. The more I thought about it, I kind of just mulled over it for weeks in my mind because I knew there was a tie with communication and time management, but I didn't know necessarily how it all went together. And then a few weeks ago, the phrase popped into my mind, effective communication saves time. And right then, it was a light bulb moment. It was so cool and I was so excited that I had this aha because I truly believe to my core that when we can communicate better, it saves time for us and for those around us. Communication can look so different based on your culture, your background, where you live, where you work, who you work with, if you're male, female, anything goes. It looks different if you are a mother versus if you are a boss. It looks different if you're talking to a friend or if you're talking to someone at the grocery store. It is going to look so, so different based on the situation, based on who you're talking to, So that's what makes communication so tricky because it really does change constantly. I know I use my baby as an example a lot, but I learn so many things from her and from being her mother every single day. It is so applicable to everything I do as a coach. Right now, Right now, my baby is 15 months old. She's not really a baby anymore, but she's not quite a toddler, but she'll always be my baby, I think. Anyway, she can say so many words in sign language, and she understands everything I say to her. I'm teaching her lots of signs, and I am learning signs as well. And that has been amazing to see how we can communicate simply by using nonverbal language. On the other hand, some children speak at a really young age 
And I know other kids that are about Hannah's age that are already speaking in in broken sentences, but they're full, complete sentences with, with an idea attached to it. And Hannah doesn't really have a desire to speak verbally, but she will sign to me everything she needs and wants. And I know she understands me based on things I ask her to get or to do or to close the door. There's a variety of ways to test whether or not I am communicating in a way that she is understanding me. Because of this, I have had to really alter how I communicate with her since the beginning when she was just a tiny little baby. For so long, babies are completely unresponsive to anything you say. It takes them a long time to hear their own name and recognize that that's their name. And it takes so much repetition for them to start recognizing and looking when their name is called. That's just one example But now Hannah really is understanding everything that I'm saying. I'm teaching her every day. But more than anything, I'm learning how to communicate in a different way, in a more simple way. I am also learning how to communicate things that maybe she doesn't know yet. And I need to explain it to her as far as what I'm talking about. I remind myself often that she is experiencing the world for the very first time. I just paused my audio as I was recording this because it just started raining really hard outside and it's so exciting. I love rain. So if you hear any thunder or rain in the background, that's what it is. And it just makes my heart so happy. So, so glad we're getting some rain while I'm recording this podcast. As I was saying, communication can change over time. The way we communicate, how we communicate, who we communicate with, that can all change. As kids get older and grow, they will start communicating back to us. And I hope one day that Hannah will actually use sentences rather than grunts and pointing and hand gestures and signs. And as helpful as all of those things are, There is still so much ambiguity and we both get frustrated multiple times a day because we are not understanding what each other are saying. That being said, the communication barrier is getting less and we are learning how to have a better routine and better communication, better, excuse me, better communication styles and better communication together every single day. When we're communicating with children, that looks so much different than when we're communicating with other adults, and especially when we're communicating about things to get done. I want to share a story with you about a miscommunication that my husband Sterling and I had last year. We have many, many miscommunication moments, but we are getting pretty good at Stopping at the beginning of a conversation as soon as we're confused and realize we're not communicating well. And this was one of those moments, but it was so funny and we still talk about it. We still laugh about it. And I'm going to share that here with you right now. 
Last Christmas season, I ordered Hannah the cutest black and white plaid jumper to take Christmas photos in. It was so adorable. I loved it so much. And we were spending a lot of time with family during the holidays. One day we went to a photography studio to take family photos with Sterling's family. And we took this black and white jumper for Hannah. Photos went great. The pictures were adorable. We got home. We put everything away. And then the next day, we went to go get everything ready to leave. We were going back to Sterling's parents' home. And I asked Sterling, should we take Hannah's jumper today? Sterling looked at me and said, do we need to take it? We got professional photos yesterday. I said, well, why does that matter? And then there was a long, awkward pause, and we looked at each other, and I instantly connected where the miscommunication happened. And I looked at him and said, Sterling, we're talking about two different jumpers. Sterling was talking about the black and white plaid jumper she had worn the day before in family photos, and I was talking about her jumper roux. A jumperoo is a baby contraption where they sit in a little bucket chair and they can just bounce endlessly. The jumper at the time was one of the few things that made Hannah happy and content for long periods of time. So we were taking it with us in the car often just to keep her happy when we'd go out. So for me, asking Sterling the question of, should we take Hannah's jumper today, seemed normal, totally in context. We had done it many times before, but for Sterling, he was thinking about the black and white plaid jumper she had worn the day before. When we figured out we were talking about two different jumpers, we just laughed and Sterling jumped onto the train that I was thinking about and we did take her jumper and everything But it was one of those moments that could have become really tenuous, really fast, even though it doesn't seem like it. So often we think the other person should just know exactly what we're talking about, that we get annoyed with them and frustrated that they don't know what's in our mind. For me, I had already put the plaid jumper Out of sight, out of mind, we had done the event that I wanted. We had taken the photos and it was kind of over. I'd moved on from it. But for Sterling, it was still in his mind. We had been talking about it all day the day before. When you're taking photos, you repeat your list multiple times to make sure you don't forget anything, especially with babies because you've got to have more than one outfit because blowouts are a real thing. And I'll just add in here that during this miscommunication moment, Sterling pointed out that before we got married, he wouldn't have been able to tell you what a jumper was when it came to an article of clothing. So he did (laughs) make the little miscommunication mean something about my influence on him, which was fine and it was really funny and we laughed about it. But being able to come together and reconcile and figure out where the miscommunication is happening is so important. 
The faster you can figure it out, the less frustrated people are going to be and the more time it saves. As I already mentioned, this is an example that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it actually could have turned into an argument, could have turned very tenuous, and we could have wasted a lot of time either arguing with each other or we could have wasted time in Sterling going to get Hannah's black and white plaid jumper and getting it in the car when in reality I wanted him to disassemble the jumperoo and put that in the car. And so even though neither of those things is going to take very much time, when we have to do something and then undo it and then redo the correct thing that we wanted in the first place, that time adds up. I know there's some people out there that have the philosophy of don't ask me questions, just figure it out. And I do think there's a time and place for that. But if we don't take the time to ask some questions, then we are actually going to be wasting time. If you're a boss and you assume that your employees are supposed to know what to do without you asking them, or maybe you just ask them but give them no direction... When you're frustrated because they didn't do it the way you wanted to, it's not necessarily their fault. They did the best that they could with the information that they had. I truly believe this is one reason why people get so frustrated at work because we are also not asking the right questions to our boss. I think there's a fine balance between asking questions that maybe don't need to be asked or seeking approval constantly for the questions that you have versus figuring it out and doing as much work as possible and then returning to your boss and say, I've done this, 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 and this. Can you let me know if I'm on the right track? Would you like me to change something before I proceed? That way, you're both saving time. You're getting as far as you can go with the information that you have. You go back, you check in, and then you can move on. Communicating effectively is something that I really like talking about, I like thinking about, and I like communicating about. And it's a lot of fun for me because there are so many different ways to communicate. We can communicate digitally, virtually, we can use nonverbal cues, we can use verbal cues, we can do so many different types of communication. And I just really think we need to be aware of how we want to be communicated with and our preferred method of communication. Personally, if I want to communicate with somebody the plans that we're going to make for the day, I actually like talking on the phone, getting a rough plan, and then using texting kind of as the in-between communication. For me, it's actually a lot easier for me to jump on a two-minute phone call than it is for me to spend 15 minutes sending texts back and forth. On the other hand, texting is awesome because you can just shoot someone a text and say, hey, I have a question for you about tomorrow's plans. Can you give me a call when you have a minute? Or if you know this person really well, just text him and say, call me when you get off work. I'm going to wrap the podcast up 
but this conversation has so many parts and pieces and I'm going to keep talking about it because I really think the better we can communicate, the more time we save overall. So I would love for you to think about your preferred methods of communication. What works well for you? How do you like to communicate and how do you like to be communicated with? Are you communicating in the most effective way? How much time are you wasting because of poor communication? I know there are so many pitfalls here and I would love to talk to you about it. Engage with me on Instagram, Erin Woodruff Coaching, or you can find me on my website, erinwoodruffcoaching.com. I can't wait to talk a little bit more about how we can communicate better with each other. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy the fall weather. Talk to you next Monday. I have created a guide just for you. I have compiled my 25 favorite thoughts to strengthen your relationship with time. Go to my website, erinwoodcoaching.com and grab it for free.